Hi, everybody. This is Kayla Lipman, and welcome back to Good Data, where we decipher podcast industry data stories into actionable insights. This month, we're diving into what type of podcasts have the most success selling ads. So let's get right into it. The most sellable podcast programming right now. At eight o'clock on New Year's Eve 2014, I was shuffling around my Brooklyn apartment in pajamas. The plan? Stay home. Go to bed early. Start the year off right like a total schmuck. Then, somehow between that tame scene and the stroke of midnight, I accepted a marriage proposal from a total stranger. Go with me here, but this night changed my entire career trajectory. My bossy roommate lured me out of the house into a party that could have been an episode of the bold type or younger. Every cliche media personality was in attendance. Between cringeworthy conversations about Twitter followings and book deals, I fell in love with this industry of charming degenerates. Six months later, I flushed my multi-year stint in ed tech down the toilet and found myself building marketing decks for a tiny newspaper. Ah, so glamorous. What no one at the New Year's Eve party told me? The publishing business is very much a divided house. There's a thick red line between advertising and editorial operations. It's a well-documented perimeter, kind of like the DMZ or the equator. This lack of conversation and information sharing between the two worlds serves an important purpose. Legitimate newsrooms cannot be privy to advertising operations, lest they be swayed by a high-paying sponsor's whims. It's about integrity. But for an industry frequently described as dying or in decline or totally fucked, that last one was me. Strictly upholding this tradition, especially in a blurry new media landscape, becomes a double-edged sword. Producing great editorial work requires an investment. For ad-supported media outlets, that means selling smarter, better, more effective ad programs. And for the podcast advertising ecosystem, which the IAB projects will represent a $2 billion market by 2023, that means it's time for publishers to get crafty. So let's party over the line today. What types of podcasts do audiences want, that advertisers will buy, that editorial leaders should prioritize when building new programming? It's a tricky forecast, but the numbers tell a rich story. Some insights will seem obvious but are worth reinforcing, while others are less noticeable until you look at the data. First, let's unpack the obvious ones. What makes some podcasts so darn appealing to advertisers? Hosts. Cast a solid host. Find a personality who listeners connect with and trust. It's easier said than done, but the right voice builds podcast programming that scales. Dan Meisner of Pacific Content already wrote the blueprint for what you should be looking for here with his article, What Makes a Great Podcast Host from 2019. While podcast ad tech has become more sophisticated, reducing the industry's reliance on host reads, the host read will never go away. In fact, as podcasting grows, the ability to leverage a host's authoritative voice will yield more premium rates, making this ad product even more lucrative for publishers. Why? Because the devil works, but the host read works harder. 
the power of the host read by the numbers. According to Nielsen's Q3 report, which came out late last year, there's a 71% rate of brand recall on host-read podcast ads, which leads to higher levels of consumer interest, purchase intent, and recommendation intent. According to the Edison Research Super Listener Study 2020, which came out early last year and the new one for 2021 will come out February 16th, 2022, 51% of super listeners had a favorable opinion of podcast advertising, which included host voices or personalized discussions of products and the sponsors by the podcast hosts. This compares to 36% that had a favorable opinion of pre-recorded ads not read by the host. And 33% of super listeners agree they pay more attention to host-read ads compared to other types of ads on podcasts. Big audience, big money. According to the Q4 2021 Magellan AI Benchmark Report, the top 500 podcasts that they measured garnered 54% of the total ad spend last quarter. Within the sample size measured by Magellan, a leader in the podcast industry, this breaks down to an estimated average of $236,000 in advertising spend per month on podcast rankings in the top 500. Meanwhile, podcasts ranking between 501 and 3,000 on the charts measured by Magellan generated an estimated average of $30,000 per month in ad revenue. So what makes a quote-unquote top podcast? A massive audience. There are a few independent charts that try to make sense of where the industry's more than 2 million shows stack up. Here are just a few worth exploring. Chartable, Edison Research, PodTrack, Triton. I'd be lying if the top 10 to 50 shows differed vastly from week to week on these charts, Podcasts like New York Times The Daily, which as of late 2020 garnered 4 million daily average downloads, typically hover at the top. And it's absolutely true that marketers aim to ensure their messaging achieves healthy reach. But for publishers planning new podcast launches, it's daunting and frankly, not productive to think about competing with these juggernauts. How about some more hopeful podcast data for new and growing shows? Okay. So podcast ad buying is shifting away from simple mass media reach plays to keep up with evolving listener behavior. According to the Nielsen Q3 2021 Podcasting Today summary, which I referenced earlier, quote, brands should not approach podcast advertising with traditional mass media reach strategies, end quote. Nielsen goes on to advise that advertisers yield the best outcomes in the channel when pairing their messaging with the right audiences in the most contextually relevant environments. Diversification is key for effective podcast ad campaigns, and this is good news for new and upcoming shows. Pod sites in their Q1 2022 benchmark report echoes this sentiment, reporting that conversion rates within the campaigns they measure, which honestly is the majority of tracked campaigns, were highest among advertisers running across multiple publishers or networks. So let's look at the numbers. 1.45% conversion rate for advertisers running across 11 or more publishers compared to 1.09% conversion rate for advertisers running with one publisher. 
Furthermore, publishers releasing new programming should feel hopeful about the growing demo of lighter podcast listeners. 49% of podcast listeners are lighter, more casual users, listening anywhere from one to three times per month. Presumably a byproduct of pandemic times and audiences developing more complex media diets, this segment of the podcast audience is a departure from the historical power listener profile. Lighter listenership combined with the need to pair messaging with programming that reaches the most strategically relevant audience across multiple publishers, rather than a few shows that reach the masses, bodes extremely well for new show launches. So what sorts of podcasts should publishers seriously consider greenlighting? More health and wellness podcasts. Returning to the Magellan AI Q4 benchmark report, last quarter, BetterHelp was the number one spender on podcast advertising, investing an estimated $24.6 million last quarter. The on-demand therapy app outspent the number two top spender, Simply Safe, $10.2 million, by more than 50%, according to Magellan's analysis. Whew. Additionally, the report observed that the medications ad category increased spend by 68% quarter over quarter. Whew. These promising ad spend trends, combined with the well-documented intimacy of podcast listening, make it a uniquely perfect channel for unpacking sensitive health and wellness topics. And while there are a number of shows under this vast umbrella, publishers looking to explore programming here will certainly find an influx of new and existing audio advertisers ready to pay for this ideal contextual alignment. More podcasts that pair with shopping at Target. Consumer packaged goods, CPGs, is probably the most ambiguous ad category. Depending on your definition, this could be anything from razor blades to canned soup. As someone who lives directly across the street from a Target, I think of CPGs as the anything you can buy at Target ad category, and it's having more than a moment. Returning to the Pod Sites Q1 2022 benchmark report, CPGs yielded a 28% conversion rate for lead events from attributed visitors measured by the independent attribution partner. This was the highest of all the ad categories measured. This means that compared to retail, D2C, B2B, auto, financial services, etc., listeners were more likely to take an action when the ad pertained to a CPG product, according to Podsites. Nielsen's podcast ad effectiveness study from 2021 only reinforces this promising activity from the CPG category, citing the following evidence. 37% lift in awareness for CPG brands running on podcasts. 18% lift in purchase intent for CPG brands running on podcasts. Armed with the knowledge that CPG advertisers perform and spend in the podcast ecosystem, there's a huge demand for more contextually relevant programming. It's an open field for new food and cooking podcasts, home design podcasts, beauty and self-care product recommendation podcasts. They're all ready to take the stage. If you build it, CPGs will buy it. A few honorable mentions that frankly deserve articles of their own, 
First, more travel podcasts, please. According to PodSites, the same report I've been citing, there's a 75% higher than average purchase conversion rate on podcast ads in the travel category as of last quarter in Q4. That's really something to take notice of. Also, more podcasts hosted by and for women. Female podcast listeners in the U.S. dominate genres like kids and family at 77% of the audience composition, health and fitness at 63% of the audience composition, arts at 61%, and true crime at 60%, all according to that same Nielsen study I was referencing from Q3 2021. And finally, just on a blanket level, women control or influence 85% of all consumer purchases. And that's a number that we pulled from Forbes from 2019. So we know that women are making a lot of the buying decisions. So programming geared towards women, well, that is all good news for our advertisers. Okay, so just to wrap this up, not to leave you all hanging during this Valentine's Day week, but I'll go ahead and tie a bow on the story of my engagement. My New Year's fiance and I are now happily married to completely different people. Thank you so much and be well out there. Stay warm. It's cold here in New York. Huge shout out to Evo and to Brian for dealing with my bullshit. I had the flu the better part of the first part of February and I definitely got this article in under the wire on Valentine's Day so thank you Evo thank you Brian for putting up with my bullshit hello sounds profitable this is Arielle Nissenblatt with Rel's Rex this week I'm recommending the podcast cover story psychedelics this podcast takes us on a trip to explore the potentially restorative, sometimes sinister, and increasingly corporatizing new world emerging from microdosing and psychedelic therapy. But it's not just about scandal, danger, and euphoria. Cover Story also brings in personal stories and reckonings. Host Io Tillett Wright and collaborator Lily K. Ross take us through this twisted tale. You can find Cover Story wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you check it out. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode. And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsprofitable.com for more articles like this, our product deep dive series, and the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks again for listening.